Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West, you are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news that ever refused to use no doubt starts now. This, fellow Americans, is the broadcast for August the 27th in the year of our Lord, 2021. This is our one of two and our goal always to protect life, liberty, and property and to promote God, family, and country on your radio and the traditions of our founders. Yes, indeed, we use the blueprint for liberty, the supreme law of the land, the Constitution for the United States of America as our guide. And absolutely, we're convinced the checks and balances brilliantly put in place by the founding fathers. One of the great peaceful restorative solutions we still have at our fingertips. As you know, we reject revolution. We stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest, I repeat, the greatest country on the face of the earth. We ought to be a light on a hill, ladies and gentlemen. How sad we're not. Welcome to the broadcast. we got a lot of work to do to restore the republic and the traditions of our founders. I'll tell you that right now. However, the good news is that we're on your radio. Six days a week, two hours a day. Spread the word, lovingliberty.net. The iPhone and Android apps are available just for you for live and on-demand radio free. Donation links are there for you to support our sacred cause of liberty and our efforts in the media and more. And best of all, it's a freedom-loving, fantastic. We're taking America back one heart, one issue, one person at a time. It's a faith-filled, freedom-loving Friday. Welcome to the broadcast. Hope you're all doing absolutely fantastic. A quick recap of yesterday's broadcast is in order. We had our guest on Brian Rust, RustCoinandGift.com, RustGoldAndSilver.com. And Rust family has been involved in helping people understand and get precious metals for over 50 years, ladies and gentlemen. Now, we talked about the Honest Money Report. Gold, 1784.60. Silver, 23.65. That's the sprout price, but Brian always brings up it's the paper price. Because even though uh, a silver dollar, an ounce of silver should be 23 65, the fact is, to get a United States Treasury-minted 2021 Silver Eagle, which says silver dollar on it, which is 99-whatever percent tri-ounce silver, so a real, indeed, one ounce of silver, silver dollar, you can't get it at the spot price of 23.65, ladies and gentlemen. It costs about $36.00 for one of those things right now and wow what about the fake news aren't they going to stop that i guess they're not into fake news everywhere just when you and i tell the truth they want to call it fake news and jettison the discussion right there you have it ladies and gentlemen just thought we'd bring that to your attention brian rust doing a great job we also talked about quote unvaccinated delta airlines staff ordered to pay two hundred dollars more per month for a non-vaccinated what they call what health insurance surcharge so now the unvaccinated getting fined to the two to 200 bucks a month if you work for delta other places are flat out firing you if you're not willing to get vaccinated so now we're basically creating a huge group of people called the unvaxxed they're treated worse in america than the blacks or the mormons ladies and gentlemen i'll tell you right now wow there you have it the new racism it's just based on whether you take the government jab or not right wow interesting Disney Cruise Line will require all passengers 12 and above sailing out of Florida to the Bahamas because the Bahamas demands it against governor um, against the governor down there basically saying, you know, hey, we're not going to mandate vaccinations. Well, Disney is don't care what the governor says, I guess. Right. Anyway, there you have that treatment demands 
surges, I guess the, the treatment, this new treatment is surging in demand, I guess, right? They call it monoclonal antibodies. And it's a great treatment. You know, Trump got it. Governor Greg, uh, what's his name, in, in Florida, or Texas got it. And um, it's expensive, $21,000 for a single dose. Uh, most of us can't get that, folks. But all the different inexpensive solutions, such as ivermectin, docicycline combo, uh, many others, hydroxychloroquine, et cetera, et cetera, um, none of these being talked about at all. The sad part, people going to the hospital in droves and dying from the COVID, they never mention anything for real solutions. They just say, oh, you got to get the jab. The hospitals are overflowing. There's an agenda beyond imagination. We talked about that in detail with Larry Pratt yesterday as well, second hour, formerly of Gun Owners of America. And we talked about, quote, we are issuing Department of Health Human Services license. This is the issuance for the vaccine where they bait and switched. It's under Maine's Germany, by the way, the vaccination licensing. Interesting. I don't know that I want vaccines from Germany. Nevertheless, they say that it's for the manufacture and sale of biological products. So now you got the government approving German bio or German. Uh, <clears throat> what do they call these things? German biological products that are being forced injected into your veins in America. I mean, it's as tyrannical as it gets, ladies and gentlemen. Anyway, they bait and switched on the vaccine. We talked about that quite a bit. The details are still fuzzy to me on a little bit of this, though. Uh, but, you know, hey, can we catch them at it? Can we stop them at it? Is anybody in uh, the halls of government willing to speak up? Like, can Rand Paul get Fauci on the stand and talk to him about the bait and switch on the vaccines? And can we get criminals tossed in jail over this or what, right? Biden, by the way, has now been briefed on a classified report. On the intelligence community's investigation of the origins of the coronavirus, they say they still don't know where it came from. Why does Joe have a classified report on this? What can't we, the boss of Joe, know? Just wondering, but they say the intelligence report is in, inconclusive. I'm telling you right now, I'm convinced that it was released intentionally by the Communist Chinese Party. In bed with Fauci and others who used gain-of-function research, now beyond research, gain-of-function distribution of a mass bio-weapon, a terrorist weapon intentionally created and distributed to the world for greater control. You say, Sam, that's a bold statement. Yeah, you know what? Why do I say that? Because anything we're trying to do to help people be safe, to overcome the virus, to stay out of the hospital that is inexpensive and doable around the country is shut down by your government. Ignored, ridiculed, mocked. Anytime we bring up the truth, for a year and a half, they told you that our idea that it leaked from a lab was bogus. Turns out Fauci got emails on this, and he knew that it was likely true. But they lied, lied, lied. Masks, they lied. The 14-day flatten the curve, they lied. Get your vaccines and everybody will be fine and we'll get over this thing. They lied. Oh, it's the Delta variant. This thing's morphing. Well, they knew this virus would morph. The flu virus does it every single year. It's a crapshoot to see if we get the right, quote, antidotes or the right uh, flu strains in the flu shot every year, right? Sometimes it's effective, sometimes it's not. They claim same thing's true with this coronavirus thing. They say the flu numbers went down big time, but then they admit the test can't even tell the difference between the flu and the COVID. Then they admit the test can't really tell the difference between the COVID, what, original strain, what do you call that, the CPP, Communist Party strain, and now the Delta strain? 
Yeah, how is it explained that all these strains come from these different countries? Does the virus go, I'm in a new country now. Let me develop a new strain so you guys can get some whacked out letter of the alphabet. Uh, you know, the old Greek alphabet on this thing. Or what, I mean, how does all this unfold? And the answer is, ladies and gentlemen, when you look at the behavior of Fauci, the lies told by Fauci and crew, literally lying about gain-of-function research, getting caught on the on the congressional stand uh, from Dr. Rand Paul about this, and the lies, lies, lies. And now we're to the point where everything they're doing is making it worse. Wear masks, get everybody sick. How How is it that the more vaccinated everybody gets, the more breakouts, the more sickness we have all over the country? It's kind of like the war on drugs. It's not winnable because what they're doing is all wrong. And they know it. So my question to you is, has the United States government become an enemy of the people? Is our government literally at war with we the people, ladies and gentlemen? Think about that. Because what they're doing is at war. Forcing your little children to wear these masks, these diapers on their faces, denying them of oxygen. I mean, it's literally child abuse going on. In areas where you got government schools, little kids are supposed to wear masks, but adults don't have to. But the little kids, even though they spread it, very few of them get sick at all. The only solution really is herd immunity. Yeah. Is Anthony Fauci a domestic terrorist? I think the answer is yes. Do we need to start the criminal Nuremberg trials on vaccine cover-up and lies and manipulations again? COVID, it's all criminal. Nuremberg violations, that's the real question we should be asking right now. But the American people are just like, duh, docile as could be. Please send me my six-pack of beer and turn on my boob tube TV. And, hey, are sports going to start again because it's bugging? We haven't had sports enough for a while. And, you know, are we going to really start to stand up? And is anything going to matter? Believe it or not, the Iceland top doc now. I don't know if you know, but Iceland is like the third most vaxxed country in the world, right? <clears throat> but they say Iceland top doc. Admits natural immunity is the only way to herd immunity. Ben Swan with that piece. But Iceland top doc now admitting blatantly that, you know what? Natural immunity is the only way to herd immunity. I agree with him. But here's the problem. I've got natural immunity. I got the coronavirus. It almost killed me. We've been through all that, right? But how come they're not giving me any credit now for having natural immunity? They say, Sam, you got to get the shot to get a vax card or you're not going anywhere, buddy. Lock you down in your house and just uh, harass your business and make you the... Well, you're like the Mormon of last century. Hey, let's just attack him at every turn, backed by government edict and more. Let's treat the unvaxxed like the blacks or like the Indians. They're the newest whipping group on the planet. We supposedly have gone beyond racism, beyond gone sex, beyond sexism, beyond er, mm, the great unvaxxed. You're the next target as we supposedly evolve as a kinder and a gentler society, right? Is that how it is? Lies at every turn, ladies and gentlemen. I tell you that right now. Quick break. We'll come straight back. Chris Carlson will be with us. We'll discuss all things liberty, ladies and gentlemen. We'll talk about Afghanistan in detail. What a fiasco that's been for the last 20-plus years. Billions of dollars, lives lost, an immoral, unjust war. Now it gets worse as Joe tries to bail in a very crippled way. He leaves in disaster in his wake. But they want to blame it all on Joe. I don't think that's fair at all. There's a litany of waste in Afghanistan. And, of course, the United States government, the FBI, and others are working with neo-Nazi satanic sect leaders to do their bidding. Are you kidding me right now? You are listening to the one and only Liberty Roundtable Live. My brother and two other boys were the ones that got in the car with her. And she was drunk. 
The road that goes to her house is like really windy and she was taking that road at 80 to 100 miles per hour and it hit into the road barriers. Her door flung open. She ran out across the street to get away from it and the other three boys were trapped in it and the car exploded. And then when my mom found out about it, she called me at work. I don't care what you have to do, just get up here to the hospital. I parked my car and I went inside. They took us back to this little room. My mom told me that Jake had been killed. And I, I lost it. The other people excluded like, well, you can drink, but just be careful when you drink, you know? So I don't want anything to do with it because it took my brother away from me. A public service message from The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. As you all know, Roe versus Wade has resulted in some of the most permissive abortion laws anywhere in the world. For example, in the United States, it's one of only seven countries to allow elective late-term abortions, along with China, North Korea, and others. Right now, in a number of states, the laws allow a baby to be born from his or her mother's womb in the ninth month. It is wrong. It has to change. Americans are more and more pro-life. You see that all the time. In fact, only 12% of Americans support abortion on demand at any time. Under my administration, we will always defend the very first right in the Declaration of Independence, and that is the right to life. Ladies and gentlemen, hard-hitting talk continues. Sam Bushman and riding shotgun on the broadcast today. Chris Carlson, discussion of all things liberty, ladies and gentlemen. Afghanistan is the issue. What a fiasco we've got. But everybody wants to blame it on Joe. I don't think that's fair. I think both sides of the aisle have been in bed with pro-warlike behavior, pro-military-industrial complex, pro-unjust war for literally decades. And I think to blame it all on Joe's a cop-out. That doesn't mean Joe's not guilty. That just means that both sides of the aisle are as hawkish and as guilty as you can get on these unjust wars. Chris. Yeah, the whole concatenation of diabolical rascality and murderous impositions is responsible. Hey, Sam, without God, we can never win. With God, we can never lose. The battle for freedom is the Lord's, but we need to be engaged in the fight. Lieutenant Carlson reporting for duty, sir. Keeping the commandments of God should be the order of the day for the greatest country on the face of the earth that looks to God, not government, a Christian-based nation. But we've jettisoned all that on our, quote, pro-war, warlike people mentality where we just praise and love war at every turn. We're in over 130 nations, militarily speaking. Joe tries to get out of Afghanistan. Terrorist strike occurs. Uh, It's disaster everywhere. Uh, They're making Joe look like the fool, but he's nothing but the poster boy for the unjust war that's been going on for decades. But we've been doing this in country after country after country. We have become an incredible, unjust, warlike people chasing war around the world. But as a Christian nation, we should be keeping the commandments of God. And you've highlighted that, you know what, we're breaking at least six of the Ten Commandments in Afghanistan, right? Yes, sir. Thou shalt not bear false witness. How many lies have we heard over the years about, you know, we're, there, we've got the Taliban on the run. 
you know, that we, we took this bay. So I've got them right here. Let me read just a couple real quick. Um, the in December 12, 2001, President George W. Bush, the Taliban regime is coming to an end, Sam. That was 20 years ago. <laughs> the terrorists have chosen a foe unlike they have faced before. We will stay until the mission is done. Well, I guess the mission was done. I, I don't know what that was exactly. Except well, you got to define what the mission is. The mission is to destroy America, down America, create blowback, the CIA turn around the world and, and just engender hate and violence and destruction and, and everything else. Then, hey, mission accomplished, sir. Yeah, well, yeah, you're right. Got, got to hand it to them there. They, they accomplished that mission. The two ones that Dill Skousen in his World Affairs Brief mentions is the big lie was that Biden was caught unawares. That is untrue. And then you're going to, we're going to go through those statistics. How could you give away so much war material in such a short period of time without planning this, Sam? He wasn't caught unaware. This was intentional. This was planned, just as planned as um, the uh, January 6th riots of the so-called riots of the Capitol. Although nobody, nobody's being charged with insurrection. And I, I digress. I'm going off kind of on a tangent. We'll talk about that later. All right. Later. So let's stick the with these Ten Commandments being broken. Though the first one is, "Thou shalt not bear false witness." Right? Yeah. And there's been and there bearing was... false witness about the Afghans and about the Taliban and about. Um, these terrorist groups literally for decades now. They've been lying about who's who uh, and betraying us all uh, on this because the foreign media tells a completely different story to prove the point, Chris. Oh, yeah, the foreign media. And I think that's part of the plan, too, because they want to, according to Joel Scows, and I tend to believe him, they want to create America as as the pariah of the world, as the bad guy, you know, the former good guy now turned bad. And I think that is going to dovetail into their plans for starting World War III. But anyway, yes, the, the foreign media does tell a different story. Uh, the second lie, according to Joel Skousen, uh, was that we, it was President Donald Trump's fault. Now, I admit he kicked the can down the road, but Donald Trump was smart enough, Sam, not to pull out. Because there's no way, according to, to Joel Skousen's uh, analysis of the situation, there's no way anybody could have pulled out of Afghanistan without there being loss of life and destruction. And eventually, uh, the, the re-enthronement of the Taliban, which uh, is happening at record at a record speed. So there's no way, because when, when, you, when you do something as terrible as invade a sovereign country like Afghanistan, who has been ruled traditionally by strong men, they, they don't respond to logic as much as, you know, Western uh, nations. They don't respond to reason. They don't respond even to democracy. Uh, there's never been really a democracy in the Middle East because these people think along different lines. Uh, might, according to them, might makes right. And the Taliban at this particular point not only has the might, but they have a superior religious ideology that people, uh, unfortunately, respond to. And uh, as bad as that is, uh, they're being looked upon as the legitimate replacement for an equally, if not more, tyrannical American regime that is now pulling out. So that covers the lies. We were told that, you know, we could impose democracy, which uh, democracy is never imposed upon a people. They either... Um, they either respond to it willingly, but you cannot, you can never th shove it down their throats. Yeah, but we in America now, don't even support democracy at all. You're right. Well, you are a socialist country. And People need to be very clear. We have a constitutional republic. <clears throat> we 
We don't support democracies. The founding fathers uh, ran from a democracy as fast as they could. And the founding fathers warned against democracy because it evolves into something much, much worse very quickly every time. You can't have too much power in the people or you end up with mob rule. That's why the checks and balances, turning to God Almighty for moral guidance and moral superiority in, in leadership, uh, is the answer. you got to have a moral people turning to God and God's laws. That's what creates order in a society. And you got to have checks and balances to make sure nobody becomes a strong man. Nobody becomes a strong uh, whatever you want to call it, dictator or whatever else. So uh, there's tempering of democracy sown throughout the founding era in the founding documents of our nation, intentionally so, with incredible checks and balances. Democracy goes demon crazy. Okay, so uh, even if we were uh, trying to create democracies in those countries, that's a fool's game for starters. Yep, it is. You know, democracy is just two wolves and a lamb deciding what they're going to have for dinner. As, uh, All right, so there you have it. What other commandments are broken there? Bear false witness is one of them. That bear false witness. Yeah, we were lied about it. We were lied about our intention. I believe our intentions were, were not uh, pure. I don't think we ever intended to impose democracy. There's a lot more we could go into. Um, basically, you have three different languages represented in the country. You have about five different basic ethnic groups, uh, which didn't get along with each other. That that country was a failed state to begin with because of how the boundaries were written by colonialists a long time ago. And I don't have time to go into that. But they were, they're basically quarreling factions uh, that inhabit the country that were never, ever going to be able to get along, you know, under one government. Uh, Thou shalt not kill. So here's the thing. We have this word that's called collateral damage, Sam, and I hate it. Because it really, what it is, it's you're murdering people that shouldn't, that have no business dying. When when you bomb a Taliban uh, terrorist training site, what people don't realize, Sam, is there are innocent women and children involved with that bombing, and they were never a threat to to our country. Uh, these people uh, never had the means to bring a, a war over here. Why are we going 7,000 miles away? to attack a people that have never offended us, that have never posed a threat to us, and we start indiscriminately bombing their camps, bombing their cities, um, bombing whatever, knowing that innocent people are going to die. But, oh, wait, I, I, um, I made a mistake. That Those aren't innocent people. That's collateral damage. And if we put it in well, those it's kind of like the pro-choice term, and, and 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 you know they refer to babies, you know, aborted fetal tissue and whatever else. And all they do is wordsmith themselves into making them feel better about their murderous intent. Thou shalt not kill. Thou shalt not bear witness. Are the first two violations uh, in Afghanistan, and I submit, in 130 plus nations, militarily speaking, were engaged in breaking those two commandments. Exactly. Exactly. That's why aggressive warfare is never a good idea. It's scriptural. It results in innocent blood being on the hands of the aggressors. And we're the aggressors. Talk about um, terrorism. The United States of America is, is the greatest sponsor of terrorism in the world today. Forget about Iran. Forget about Iraq. Forget about Afghanistan. We kill more innocent people annually than any other country in the world. Maybe China. And we beats find us. that every time we have a funder and a partner in the United States, Fauci with China and the coronavirus. Uh, Bill Clinton and Barack Obama in the uh, terrorist activity with Al Qaeda, et cetera, et cetera. Donald Trump fingered that back in the day as well, saying that they were some of the leaders there. Every time you find some of these rogue organizations of certain kind, you find out the United States is in bed with them.
It's a disaster. It's crazy. All right, uh, commandment three broken. Okay, thou shalt not covet. So we coveted their, their uh, poppy fields. We know the CIA uh, distributes drugs internationally. Uh, we wanted to have that supply because that's the richest, uh, most abundant supply of, of uh, poppy fields that uh, are in the, the world. And we use that to, uh, I guess it's uh, opium. Opium's a drug that's... Uh, yeah, we had the drug war over there in Afghanistan, spent a gazillion dollars, and now it's worse than ever, just like it is in the United States. Do you see a pattern? Wow. Chris Carlson, Sam Butchman, you are listening to hard-hitting talk radio, ladies and gentlemen. This is the one and only Liberty Roundtable nationally syndicated radio talk show. Proclaiming liberty across the land. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pride. To those who carried out this attack, as well as anyone who wishes America harm, know this. We will not forgive. We will not forget. We will hunt you down and make you pay. President Biden on Thursday addressed the suicide attacks at the Kabul airport in Afghanistan that killed 13 of our military family, as well as up to 100 Afghan civilians attempting to flee Taliban takeover. The Biden administration overstepped our constitutional boundaries and has been put back in place by the Supreme Court of the United States. SCOTUS blocked President Biden's moratorium on evictions in a 6-3 ruling Thursday. The court previously ruled that the administration could not extend the evictions ban because of the coronavirus pandemic past July 31st without explicit congressional authorization. Thanks for listening and a TGIF to you, my friend. We are USA Radio News. Nielsen says more than 30 million Americans are now tuning in to Newsmax TV. It's one of the biggest media stories. Newsmax is available on all major cable systems. And if you cut the cord and don't get cable, you can still get Newsmax. Find it on your smart TVs like Samsung, LG, and more. Just go to your smart TV channel guide or download the free Newsmax app. Newsmax also streams free on Roku, Zumo, Pluto, Amazon Fire, or TiVo. And 7 million people have the Newsmax app on on their smartphone. It takes seconds to download it on your phone, and there's no paywall or subscription. So watch Newsmax for breaking news anytime, anywhere. President Trump says Newsmax is really good, and Forbes calls Newsmax a news powerhouse. Find out why tens of millions of Americans are watching Newsmax TV and going to Newsmax.com for breaking news. It's a source you can trust. Newsmax is real news for real people. The CDC has issued a salmonella warning. Wendy King reports. The CDC has identified a brand of Italian meats linked to a multi-state salmonella outbreak. The agency said the illnesses were linked to Fratelli Beretta brand pre-packaged uncured antipasto trays with the Best Buy dates on or before February 11th. 2022. Fratelli Beretta brand products are sold nationwide in vacuum-sealed plastic packages. A total of 36 people across 17 states fell ill and 12 were hospitalized in outbreaks of two strains of salmonella. The CDC recommended that consumers throw away the affected products and other pre-packaged Italian-style meats if they're unsure of the brand. They also suggested that consumers wash any items, containers, and surfaces that may have touched the products using hot soapy water or a dishwasher. 
From the USA Radio News Pacific Northwest Bureau, I'm Wendy King. We are USA Radio News. Back with you live, ladies and gentlemen, Chris Carlson, Sam Buxman on your radio. Uh, Chris mentioned the uh, out-of-control drug war. We've coveted the third commandment broken uh, in uh, Afghanistan. We've coveted their poppy fields, etc. It's a disaster. Well, there's an article written in Mike Adams' news source called Liberty.News. It's called The Litany of Waste in Afghanistan. Inside the special Inspector General's report on Afghanistan are plenty of examples of how the U.S. government literally wasted trillions of dollars on military hardware, building projects, and out-of-control policies. Bloomberg documenting the details for Mike Adams and crew. It makes for infuriating reading, I'll tell you that right now. But Afghanistan, ladies and gentlemen, as Chris wisely pointed to, is, or has been and still is, one of the world's top producers of opium poppies. Besides its human toll, the Afghan drug trade was seen as undermining the reconstruction projects and security goals by financing um, security groups, uh, uh, by financing, I guess, insurgent groups because of the security breaches, fueling government corruption, and eroding state legitimacy. I mean, a serious problem, right? But over exactly. a 15-year period, ladies and gentlemen, the U.S. spent over $8.6 billion on Afghan counter-narcotics efforts only at the end now. Well, I guess uh, the drug trade reaches all-time highs in 2017. Wow. Drug trafficking and production remained completely entrenched even after a $8.6 billion effort there. It remains so entrenched, ladies and gentlemen, that the Taliban's biggest source of income is still from taxes and levies on the cultivation and sales of poppy-based drugs, including heroin and a newer source, methamphetamine. The war on drugs continues to be a massive failure, no matter where it's waged, ladies and gentlemen. That's critical, Chris. And it's interesting to note the Taliban did not allow the growing of poppies before we invaded in 2001. So who really are the good guys and bad guys? I mean, at least they have the common sense to know that that will degenerate their society if they allow that those drugs to be distributed among their people. Yet, you know, look at what we're doing. We, we, we've had the war on drug now for, what, 50 years? And we've got more drugs and more addictions. In fact, more legal drugs that people are becoming addicted to and dying from on a daily basis. Anyway, that's another side note that I didn't want to go down. But yeah, now the poppy fields, uh, that is, I think that it accounts for about 85% of the world's opium production, which they turn into heroin and other dangerous drugs, which people uh, get addicted to. Families are destroyed as a result of that. Uh, lives are destroyed. Careers are destroyed. And yet we're facilitating that. Whereas the Taliban, previous to our arrival in their country, uh, did not allow that. At least they had the common sense not to... Um, allow that to, to be a source of destructive uh, elements in their society. Anyway, do you want to go down the list? Yep, uh, fourth the commandment, time, sir. The fourth commandment, I would, I'm going to skip one or two 
Thou shalt have no other gods before me, Sam. That's the first commandment. And the second one is like unto it, thou shalt not bow thyself down to them nor serve them, meaning gods, for um, false gods. As we've spoken in the past, Spencer W. Kimball wrote an article called uh, The Gods That We Worship, and he talks about the god of war. America has become a warlike people. We worship the god of war. We almost um, enjoy the fact that we're going over to foreign lands and destroying these evil, evil people, when in fact what we're doing to them, Sam, is, I believe, a lot more evil. Because we, we have a lot more uh, material, uh, military material to, with which to do so. Spencer W. Kimball says, Few men have ever knowingly and de deliberately chosen to, re to reject God and his blessings. Rather, we learn from Scripture that because the exercise of faith has always appeared to be more difficult than relying on things more immediately at hand. Carnal man has tended to transfer his trust in God to material things. And I remember, especially during the Bush administration, how on board Christian denominations were with the war in Iraq. They really looked at this as a war of good against evil, where we were always the good guys in the Taliban and these evil Christ-denying uh, Muslims in, in the Middle East were, were evil. When in fact, I looked at it just the opposite. We were the evil invaders, disrupting their lifestyles. And how they chose to live their personal or spiritual lives, that was up to them as long as they weren't a threat to us. Yet they concocted this story, 9-11, and that's a whole another can of worms we probably won't get into. But we, and then we, we went over there thinking that since we had uh, superior military might, that we were just going to march in there and God was going to support us in destroying the Taliban and establishing democracy and establishing uh, a righteous democratic government, that, that things were going to just be hunky-dory. The fact of the matter, Sam, is we were invading a sovereign nation. We were killing innocent people that were just going about their day-to-day -day business. And that innocent blood is now on our hands. And we talked about the getaway driver. And everybody involved in this, the politicians that refused to declare war, uh, the president who basically uh, took the lead in the entire uh, situation, because now, you know, the Congress doesn't declare war according to the Constitution. And the people who supported those politicians, now we all have innocent blood on our hand. And we will be held to account for that innocent blood and to atone for those innocent lives that were destroyed as a result of America's intervention in, in foreign wars of aggression. Uh, Spencer W. Kimball goes on to say, We are a warlike people, easily distracted from our assignment of preparing for the coming of the Lord. When enemies rise up, we commit vast resources to, to the fabrication of gods of stone and steel, ships, planes, missiles, fortifications, and depend on them for protection and deliverance. When threatened, we become anti-enemy. And that was a huge theme, theme for these last 20 years. Sam, it was always about how evil they were and how good we were. Instead of pro-kingdom of God, we train a man in the art of war and call him a patriot. Thus, in the manner of Satan's counterfeit of true patriotism, perverting the Savior's teaching. And I couldn't have put it better myself. It just, if I seem a little, not as passionate as you, but I tell you, Sam, you're more energetic at seven in the morning than I am at seven at night. <laughs> 
You've got some passion going on. But the sacred cause of liberty is vital, and getting involved in our day for our children and our grandchildren is essential. Taking care of the hard-hitting topics is a requirement for honest people. We've got to reject the war on drugs wherever it's waged. It's an absolute abject failure. And also a failure is the fact that the United States spent $83 billion over nearly 20 years trying to stand up a force that could fight the Taliban and guarantee Afghanistan stability, and they absolutely failed at that as well. Every time we violate the Ten Commandments, every time we violate the tenets of the United States Constitution with its checks and balances, etc., every time you violate the biblical adage that you don't go in foreign lands chasing people in war, you stand in your own land and defend if required, but otherwise you leave them alone. This is biblical doctrine uh, combined with, um, you know what, Christian moral, thou shalt not kill, thou shalt not covet, thou shalt not bear false witness uh, behavior, ladies and gentlemen. Let's be very clear. So we've spent literally $100 billion plus uh, in Afghanistan. All for what? Well, now the Taliban's got more control than ever, and we on the world stage look more foolish than ever. We look like the hegemonist nation. The nation that's out of control that wants to literally involve themselves in the affairs of every sovereign nation on the planet. And the blowback is sure to come. You think you've seen it so far? You ain't seen nothing yet. Now the communist Chinese literally giving the Taliban partnership. Literally out of control, globally speaking, and we've caused it. The CIA documented the blowback principle, ladies and gentlemen. This is serious business. And we now have bitten off more than we can chew. And we can mock old creepy whacked out Uncle Joe over it if we want to. But the truth is that this has been an agenda by the United States and those who lead her in the shadow government for decades. And you can expect one of two choices. Either we continue down this road of military belligerence and accept the consequences of blowback and everything else, as we have hitherto done, or we're going to turn constitutional and say we want a humble, non-interventionist, George Washington-esque foreign policy. Which will it be, ladies and gentlemen? Will you be a warlike people, or will you be a humble, moral, defensive nation saying, hey, we want to be the light on the hill. We want to turn to God Almighty, who promised us if we keep his commandments, he will heal our land and protect us. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. But you know what? Now court docs are revealing who our partners are in these scandals. We'll tell you about that coming up because we're dealing with the wrong kind of folks. I'll tell you that right now. And your tax dollars are paying for it. <laughs> wow. All I can tell you, ladies and gentlemen, is hard-hitting talk is at your fingertips, ain't it? LibertyRoundTable.com, LovingLiberty.net. Spread the word. Tell your neighbor it's all free. And if you want news that it was refused to use, we got it. You are listening to Liberty Roundtable Live. Is receiving a faith-based, character-focused education for your children difficult to find? Do you believe that godly principles should be a central component in your child's education? Imagine a school where faith and integrity are at its center, where heritage and responsibility instill character. For over 40 years, American Heritage School has been educating both hearts and minds, bringing out academic excellence. This is the school where character and embracing the providence of a living God are fundamental where students' national test scores average near the 90th percentile. With American Heritage School's Advanced Distance Education Program, distance is no longer an issue. With an accredited LDS-oriented curriculum from kindergarten through 12th grade, 
Your children can attend from anywhere in the world. American Heritage School will prepare your child for more than a job. It will prepare them for life. To learn more, visit American-Heritage.org. That's American-Heritage.org. Scott Bradley here. Most Americans are painfully aware that the nation is on the wrong track and in dire straits. Unfortunately, most political pundits only nibble around the edges when they claim to address the issues. Even worse, many of the so-called solutions are simply rewarmed servings of what got us into the mess we currently face. And the politicians think we're so gullible and naive that we'll buy their lies that they have reformed and now understand where they led us astray. Unfortunately, the truth of the matter is that they simply wish to continue to hold power. The solution to America's challenges is found in returning to the timeless principles found in the United States Constitution. My book and lecture series will reawaken in Americans an understanding and love of the principles which made this nation the freest, most prosperous, happiest, and most respected nation on earth. Visit topreservethenation.com and order my book and lectures to begin the restoration of this great nation. Live hard-hitting talk continues. Chris Carlson on your radio, ladies and gentlemen. I am Sam Bushman. We're talking about Afghanistan. Wow, the United States literally over a 15-year period spent $8.6 billion on the drug trade in Afghanistan. It's worse than ever. Yeah, the Taliban's biggest source of income is still the drug trade, ladies and gentlemen. Are you surprised? The war on drugs continues to be a disaster and a failure everywhere the war on drugs is waged. Failure, the U.S. also spent... About $83 billion trying to help the Afghanistans have a mojo to fight off the, quote, terrorists, but yet failure. 20 years later, they're stronger than ever. The blowback principle, sadly, documented by the CIA, is alive and well. And we have a crossroads. Are we going to continue down this warlike mentality, backed by the military-industrial complex? Or are we going to become a light on a hill and turn to God Almighty and become a defensive nation uh, and uh, literally um, look to God Almighty for protection and for healing, huh? What are we going to do? I pray the latter is the reality for Americans, ladies and gentlemen. But you know what? Court docs are kind of telling you who we spend our time uh, with, ladies and gentlemen. Chris? Yeah, so I think the Mer- America has been turned over to a reprobate mind as far as the Christian community is concerned. I hate to say that, Sam, because that's pretty harsh. That's a pretty harsh statement. But if we read Romans one twenty five twenty eight, God's talking about people who have been turned over to a reprobate mind. And he said, uh, these people who changed the truth of God into a lie and worshiped and served the creature more than the creator. Does that sound familiar? In other words, the cre- God's creations, uh, our ability to uh, transform the material world into weapons of war. Do we not put our dependency and our tr- hopes and trust on those things? And he it goes on to say, and even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a reprobate mind. And I hear a lot of Christian um, fundamentalists use that expression, God turning us over to a reprobate mind. So I looked up the word reprobate, and it turns out it's it's worthless, unable to stand the test, according to my Bible dictionary. And I, I, I don't know about you, Sam, and I hate to be judgmental, but I see that happening with the Christian, happening with the Christian community where we cheer on our soldiers to go over to foreign lands and to disrupt their lifestyles, uh, their religion, uh, their culture, and think that we can impose upon them something that is superior than, than that. Well, at the way the you make sure time, that you're ju- not judgmental on this, seven, 
Chris, the way you make sure that you're not judgmental on this is that you focus on the principles. Okay, Christians should not be a warlike people. Christians should not be applauding going into foreign lands and, and, and cranking up military hardware and backing the military industrial complex uh, and backing both sides of wars. Christians should not be applauding those things. When six of the ten commandments are broken, as you've highlighted here, you know, Christians should not be applauding that. Okay, so let's just deal with principles here, not people. And we're not here to judge anyone, but we are here to use the principles as our guide. Chris? Yeah, and I, you know, I want Christians to know that, you know, we are brothers in arms, but not arms against the people that are not offending us. You know, they were never a threat. The only threat was to the um, the New World Order who wants to uh, gain control all, uh, over all of the mineral rights, uh, uh, over all of the material blessings that God has provided us in this world. And that's another thing that uh, I believe... Uh, was a motivating factor in us going over there. There's a trillion dollars worth of rare earth, earth minerals in Afghanistan. Now, what's going to happen to those? Who knows? It looks as if, Sam, we're going to be negotiating with the Taliban, which is something that we've never done in the and past. And the communist never... Chinese are going to be in bed with the Taliban, so we're going to be negotiating yeah. with them as well over this. So may, maybe this is um, a plan to turn over those rare earth minerals to the Chinese which has been one of the uh, New World Order's objectives all along. So maybe that's what this is all about, because they will negotiate with terrorists. And it looks like we're going to, too. So what's the difference between us and the communist Chinese at this point? And uh, so we didn't go through all the I, thou shalt not steal. No, no, I think your numbers as far as how much we've spent over there are a little low. I, th I thought it was in the trillions. No. Yeah, those numbers come from Mike Adams' report. And again, it all depends on how you divide the numbers. If you put some of it to the drug trade fight, the war on drugs, some of it to the military hardware over there, you know, you're talking about subcategories of a larger budget as well. So he's just highlighting a couple of items. The real expenditure, I think it's kind of about impossible at this point to even calculate. Yeah, I, I don't think anybody's able to tally it all up because you've got to uh, consider military contractors, civilian contractors. Uh, there's so many things, it's hard to just add them all up. But anyway, it's well, and you end up with black op money. You end up with black op money in these funding both uh -huh. sides of wars as well and how much black op money went where. And when you print money, it's impossible to track it, sir. Yep, exactly. And then it turns out the president uh, made off with, with untold millions and millions of American dollars. I've got that in the article too um thou shalt not steal the western-backed former afghan leader ashraf ghani the president who was supposed to be able to keep everything together over there departed his country with so much money that it couldn't all fit in his helicopter wouldn't you like to have that much money sam and he was forced to leave some of the cash on the in the at the airport uh, four cars were stuffed with money. They tried to fit all the money on the helicopter, but not all of it fit. Some of the money was left lying on the tarmac, et cetera, et cetera. So it's just a huge mess. Uh, and another thing, a lot of people are pointing the finger at Joe Biden. You know, as tempting as that is, Sam, and he definitely uh, does deserve a lot of the criticism. According to Joel Scalzer, and I'll read this, um, it is not a left-right proposition at this point. Trump said that, uh, what Biden did is America's greatest embarrassment. He acted as if nothing was happening in Afghanistan. And Joel Skousen uh, adds to that, I beg to differ, Afghanistan was never a success under Trump or any other president, which, of course, I agree with. And, and then that's I added factual, this. for sure. It is factual. And I added this. In other words, this is not a left-right Democrat-Republican issue, Sam. 
This is a right-wrong issue. We had no business going over to a foreign country which had never offended us and which never posed a, a threat to us and caused the deaths of untold thousands of people. Someone will have to atone for the deaths of those innocent people. And we um, have no authority to breach the sovereignty of another nation. Why would we like it if yeah. other nations breached our sovereignty? I pray it and, doesn't happen someday, but predict it will. And that's the thing. You know, when we went over there and started shooting at them, we, we pointed the finger at them and said, oh, look, they're shooting back. They're the enemy. They're terrorists. They're killing us. Well, of course, if, they, if somebody invaded our country, we'd be doing the same thing. But we'd be doing it uh, with authorization, with justification. And uh, it's just a mess. But the mess is in the, in, in the public mind, the minds of Americans who thought that we really could go over there and impose a system upon them as, as innocent and naive and good-intentioned as it may have sound, Sam. It was evil because you do not impose a culture or a religion or a political system on anybody unless they want that system. Well, it's all it about to be agency grassroots. versus force, right? Agency versus force. That's right. So it's a big mess. Uh, I'm just sad that people aren't catching on to this fact. And the evidence to me is the fact that we went over there and I'll, I'll read this from Spencer W. Kimball. And this is very telling. We By forget. the way, you've been mentioning this guy, and no one knows who he is, just so you know. You're talking about Spencer a worldwide a... United States-based audience, and no one knows who this guy is you keep referring to. Sorry, Sam, my bad. Um, that's normalcy bias here where, I, where he lived. So Spencer W. Kimball was the leader of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints uh, until his death in 1985. So this goes back pretty far. This article is from 1976. He says, we forget that if we are righteous... The Lord will either not suffer our enemies to come upon us, and this is the special promise to the inhabitants of the land of America, by the way, or he will fight our battles for us. And that uh, can be found in Exodus 14:14 14, 14, and other scriptures. The Lord said that he will fight our battles. So tell me this, Sam. We went over there. We knew that we were on the Lord's side or that the Lord was on our side. Why is it that it took us 20 years and we ultimately failed? If the Lord was really on our side... Uh, shouldn't we have won in a matter of days? Well, uh, the fact is, when you go chase people into foreign lands and wage war, you're not on the Lord's side. He makes that very clear, scripturally speaking, as well. Yeah. So it's a big frustration. Thou shalt not steal. I don't know if we, we talked about that. We talked about, well, we, we talked about um, their former president, Afghan or Ashraf Ghani stealing all that money. But what about all the money that's been stolen from uh, poor and middle-class families here in America who basically had to pay for it through inflation over all these years? Uh, well, and back to military-industrial many... military complex, a lot of tax dollars went to those Afghans as well. Yeah. Do you have the right well, to take my family's money to wage unjust war? I think not. Yep. And if we don't oppose this, I mean, obviously, there's not much to oppose at this point. Um, there are going to be a lot of innocent American lives, a lot of um, military and civilian contractors who will not. It looks like they're not going to be able to get out. I hope that changes. But, you know, we, we can't. All I can tell you is this right now. Those who the government wants to protect have a safe way out. Those who the government does not want to protect are in trouble. Yeah. And Joel Skousen says that much. There was a way to evacuate that would minimize the loss of American lives. Uh, and the way we went about it was just the opposite, which suggests to me, Sam, that I think this was orchestrated. I think we wanted there to be a lot of death and destruction. 
Um, I think if for no other reason, these people just love death and destruction. I mean, yes, Satan they do. comes for to steal, kill, and destroy. And these people that are doing this are not in line with God's principles, but in line with Satan's. All right. We're about so out of time. Do you want to mention this uh, partnership with a satanic leader? Yeah, just in passing, because we've talked about the FBI's connection with uh, a lot of subversive groups. We talked about the FBI's backing of the Gretchen Whitmer attempted kidnapping. And I thought this uh, dovetailed into it quite well. Uh, there's an individual by the name of Joshua Caleb Sutter, and he is a member of a satanic church, um, or it's, it's an, actually an organization called Adam Waffen. And they actually have a temple that they called the 098, or they call the 098 Temple of Blood. And he's one of their leaders. And it turns out there was a court case on and he wasn't really involved with the court case. I think tangentially he was involved because it deals with another member of this cult. And it turns out that um, over the last 17 or so years, the FBI has been footing the bill for the publication of several books that he authored. One of them is Liber 333. One another is Iron Gates and Order of Nine Angels. These are satanic books, Sam. Uh, affiliated with this temple and this uh, satanic order called uh, Adam Waffen. But, you know, if it weren't for the FBI, Sam, all of these subversive organizations like uh, the Proud Boys, like the Oath Keepers, um, and these are actually in presumably good organizations, but then we've got this satanic order. Uh, a lot of these organizations are being propped up artificially by our tax dollars. And I don't think that's right. So, so when somebody goes off the handle and, and you know, commits a murder or attempts to um, kidnap a, a governor of the state of Michigan or whatever, and we find out that this would have never happened without the assistance of our taxpayer dollars filtered through the FBI or funneled through the FBI, um, it really bothers me. And right. The bottom line is this, ladies and gentlemen, the satanic <clears throat> sect leader by the name of Joshua Caleb Sutter uh, in this court case was outed as an FBI informant since 2003. So we're using satanic leaders funding their books uh, as our informants. Can you trust satanic leaders as your informants, ladies and gentlemen? Are those the good guys you want to be hanging out with? I think not. For Chris Carlson and Sam Bushman, we declare this nation shall endure. we got a lot of work to do, ladies and gentlemen. That's why we're so passionate about the sacred cause of liberty. LibertyRoundTable.com, LovingLiberty.net, spread the word. God save the Republic of the United States of America. Live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West, you are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk, radio Show. Talk Show. All right, happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman, live on your radio. Hard-hitting news the network refuse to use, no doubt. 
continues now. This is the broadcast for August 27th in the year of our Lord 2021. This is our two of two in the goal always to protect life, liberty, and property and to promote God, family, and country on your radio in the traditions of our founding fathers. Yes, indeed, ladies and gentlemen, we use the blueprint for liberty, the supreme law of the land, the Constitution for the United States of America as our guide, and absolutely we're convinced. The checks and balances brilliantly put in place by the Founding Fathers, one of the great peaceful restorative solutions we still have at our fingertips. It is a freedom-loving, fantastic, faith-filled. We're taking America back one heart, one mind, one issue at a time. Friday, you got to dig that as well. First hour with Chris Carlson, we talked about the immoral, unjust, psychotic war in Afghanistan and how it's gone all wrong, and you can't blame it all on Joe. Both sides of the aisle have been hawkish, war-minded, Backing the military-industrial complex for literally decades, the waste is out of control. Literally over a 15-year period, we waged a war on drugs in Afghanistan and lost. The Taliban's biggest source of income now is drug trade, thanks to the United States in large part. The war on drugs continues. It's a massive failure wherever the war on drugs are waged. It's bogus, always has been. But you know what? It's a failure. The United States spent literally $83 billion trying to promote war and help the Afghanistan people stand on their own. An absolute failure once again. But the lesson is in Afghanistan. We're in over 130 nations, militarily speaking, ladies and gentlemen. We're a warlike people. We back the military-industrial complex. We applaud when we violate and when we breach the sovereign of other nations we love that stuff in america because we believe that we'll be safe here at home with that mentality but i got news for you it's short-lived the blowback principle the cia has documented will be absolutely um rising and in your face as we continue to war mentality viewpoint around the world and become the hegemonist nation uh, that other nations are starting to hate like you wouldn't believe the united states used to be the most well-respected country on the planet uh, used to be a light on the hill wonderful turn towards god not government for solutions checks and balances morality in the people and we have now lost that moral high ground it's a disgrace ladies and gentlemen i hate to be so negative but i gotta call a spade a spade well you know what it's bad enough in foreign lands and the disasters we've created around the world for decades that's bad enough in afghanistan now is a fiasco but they're all trying to blame on joe which is just goofy as all get out who got us in bush on a lie, I might add. The start of it was a big old lie in the first place about who committed the 9-11, you know, fiasco. That, again, is a big cover-up and lie, and that's supposed to be, quote, celebrated or commemorated in just a very few short days. Wow. But let's turn our hearts towards home. They've told you that the Capitol event that happened January 6th, 2021, uh, in defense of, quote, Donald Trump, which was really an effort to try to create accountability in elections and have Congress look into their um, the election fraud and do their due diligence, uh, exercising their um, responsibilities there. Uh, anyway, the bottom line is it got turned all upside down. Everybody got called a terrorist. The government in bed with the media and the Democrats lied, 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 lied for decades. Or I'm sorry, for months, trying to tell you that it was an insurrection of epic proportions. The likes have never been seen in America to this date. Wow, it's out of control. All led by the greatest insurrectionist, Donald Trump. But remember, there's no charges filed against Donald of any kind right now, by the way. Zero. Regardless of all the allegations and all the mudslinging and everything else. Um, but here's the reality. Dr. Scott Bradley's with me. Here's the reality. Reuters is now reporting, Dr. Scott Bradley, that the FBI has found scant evidence 
that the January 6th attack on the United States Capitol was an organized plot to overturn the presidential election results. So you got four former law enforcement officials involved in this report, um, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And they basically say there's virtually no evidence to the claims that have been made for the last eight months by the Democrats and the mainstream press on this. Virtually zero evidence. It just simply isn't true, says now the FBI and Reuters and these law enforcement leaders that have been digging into this for literally eight months. Literally nothing to it. There were good people there. They're one-off wackos that took advantage of the situation. But for the most part, it was an absolute peaceful attempt to create accountability in government. Most folks violated zero laws. And there was a few one-off wackos that, well, in my opinion, kind (laughs) of ruined the pot of soup. But other than that, hey, no harm, no foul. The lie has been exposed. Dr. Bradley, welcome, sir. Well, thank you. Uh, it sounds to me like there's nothing going on today. I don't know what we're going to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> there's, uh, you know, the, hopefully the I set the disasters. stage to make sense, right? Well, here's the problem. Not the problem. Here's the here's the facts. They're throwing so much mud against the wall constantly. <clears throat> they're hoping some of it'll stick somewhere. But the fact of the matter is that um, that that the uh, acrimony is all kind of self-generated and the idea for example of of this thing that happened in washington on the 6th of january anybody that has taken any time at all to review what's happened there long ago came to the same conclusion i don't know if the report you're talking about actually uses the word scant but uh, that probably means nothing there's zero evidence of anything that would have ever caused is the one that used the term scant by the way did they okay well the fact of the matter is that that's not going to be uh, the 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 reporting is not going to take the heat off it continues to be a rallying cry for those that want to destroy and undermine and and threaten everything virtuous lovely of good report and praiseworthy in this nation they're not going to give it up i mean i liken this i guess it what came to mind when you were mentioning it when uh, here back in the 90s when bill clinton was having his licentious uh relationship with the little uh, bimbo the the intern I'm telling you right now um, were some good times <laughs> <laughs> you were there you remember right anyway fact of the matter is um nature magazine came out with a, a, a dna scandal uh, Thomas Jefferson fathered children with Sally Hemming, you know, on that, all that kind of stuff. Well, the, they ended up retracting. They retracted their article. Now, Nature Magazine normally has But a it's a day late and a dollar short because the damage is done, ladies and gentlemen. Remember that reality check, would you please? And they did it on purpose. Well, they did indeed, but here's the problem. Uh, it never got reported otherwise. I wrote extensively about that in some of my stuff. I even wrote letters to major magazines and newspapers about it. Uh, to try and <coughs> clarify what was what actually the actuality you know this DNA proof was absolutely DNA proof that John Thomas Jefferson did not father the child that Colander accused him of doing so back during his administration I mean the DNA proof of of the, the uh, posterity of this young man that was a, a child on Monticello at the time absolutely unequivocally proved that uh, Jefferson did not father him. And any of the other uh, DNA connections uh, 
was easily explained by all the traditional history that was there that another male relative of Jefferson had, had fathered children. So, but no, no, they, they never, it never made the headlines that were out there to begin with. And I today, even a, a couple of weeks ago, had, uh, if you will, blowback on that thing about what an immoral man Jefferson was and and uh, it followed up a discussion for me to try and explain what I'm briefly telling here. And, uh, and the fact of the matter is people continue to believe the falsehood, the narrative, the script that was read for literally in the decades since then. And um, that's what I would predict will be the, the case here. And, and you will have high school students 20 years from now that will believe there was an insurrection on the 6th of January in 2021 that nearly overthrew the nation. It was the worst attack on the nation since the Brits attacked it in in the War of 1812 when they tried to burn the White House. You know, it's it's absolutely uh, the the way they spin it and play it. So so I'm I'm pleased that somebody uh, in some print form has come out and said, oh yeah, that that was a big nothing burger. That was on the 6th of January. Amen to that. Let's look at the details a little bit with this, too, that I find kind of interesting. Although federal officials have arrested, they say up to 570, quote, alleged participants. The FBI believes now that this violence and everything else was not centrally coordinated at all. This is not news that the Biden administration or the mainstream press wants to hear. Much of their arguments were in favor of massive expanding of the government spy apparatus over this. Uh, hinged on the argument that, hey, we got to stop those rioters and those rebels that, you know, created an insurrection on January the 6th. But now that narrative may be debunked for good, at least when it comes to the truth. I think Dr. Bradley's absolutely spot on when he says, but they'll never leave it alone and they'll continue to spin the lie to where it becomes the mainstream uh, narrative delivery, regardless of the truth. And I think that's factual. I think there's a big concern about that. But here's the other interesting thing. Out of the 570 people that have been arrested, there's been a few people that have copped a plea deal. One lady, for example, went into the Capitol, and all she did was went in and walked around. And she got busted. And her plea deal was, you know, because I went into the Capitol and walked around, I could have encouraged somebody else to go into the Capitol that might have been more violent than myself. Therefore, I'm guilty. Therefore, I'll apologize to the nation, and I'll take my whipping stripes, if you will. Uh, And uh, it's what a fiasco. Ladies and gentlemen, 90% of even the 570 people that got arrested did no harm. There was no harm, no foul. Many of them ended up in the Capitol just thinking they could be there. Cops were literally high-fiving people as they went in. Cops were opening doors and gates to let people in uh, on one hand. On the other hand, they claimed that it was a big standoff and everybody was killing everybody. It was all the above, ladies and gentlemen, but a few insurrectionists truly caused the problem. A few agent provocateurs... The question is, where did the money come from for all that? Who do they really work for? I bet you a thousand bucks the FBI or the CIA or somebody was involved in it, uh, or George Soros. But it goes all all on down the line. But the bottom line is, the truth shall be told on this, ladies and gentlemen. And no one's copped any real plea. We'll talk about it. Hang tight. Liberty. Okay, girls, about finished with your lesson on money. Daddy, what is a buy sell spread for gold coins? Well, when you sell a gold coin to a coin shop that's worth, say, $1,200, you don't actually get $1,200. But don't worry, we're members of UPMA now, so we don't have to worry about that. Daddy, why have somebody steals our gold? 
We don't have any gold at the house. It's stored safely in the UPMA vault, securely and insured. But the S&P 500 outperformed gold. Daddy, gold is a bad investment. Some people do think of it that way. But actually, gold is money. And as members of the United Precious Metals Association, we can use our gold at any store, just like a credit card. Or I can ask them to drop it right into mommy and daddy's bank account because we're a UPMA member family. Find out more at upma.org. That's upma.org. Why don't we say to the government writ large that they have to spend a little bit less? Anybody ever had less money this year than you had last? Anybody better have a 1% pay cut? You deal with it. That's what government needs, a 1% pay cut. If you take a 1% pay cut across the board, you have more than enough money to actually pay for the disaster relief. But nobody's going to do that because they're fiscally irresponsible. Who are they? Republicans. Who are they? Democrats. Who are they? Virtually the whole body is careless and reckless with your money. So the money will not be offset by cuts anywhere. The money will be added to the debt and there will be a day of reckoning. What's the day of reckoning? The day of reckoning may well be the collapse of the stock market. The day of reckoning may be the collapse of the dollar. When it comes, I can't tell you exactly, but I can tell you it has happened repeatedly in history when countries ruin their currency. All right, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen, Dr. Scott Bradley, freedomsrisingsun.com, and Sam Bushman on your radio. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, I don't even know how to respond to all this, but the capital fiasco is a nothing burger, as Dr. Scott Bradley points out. Turns out that, you know what, the FBI has found scant evidence that there was a, an insurrection planned by anybody. There was a few one-off wackos that went crazy. Most people, even people that entered the Capitol, were peaceful and didn't mean any harm. Many of them were even welcomed by the police to be there, high-fiving and a whole lot more. But now the U.S. Capitol Police said that it would not take any action against the officer who literally shot Ashley Babbitt. Yeah, they say that his uh, actions were appropriate with policy. If he felt like his own life was in danger or the lives of others were in danger, namely congressmen and senators, etc., in the Capitol, he has every right to kill. The problem is that logic is a hole a truck can drive through. But they say they will not take any action against the officer. It's Lieutenant Michael Elbert, uh, who I guess shot her. Um. Anyway, there you have that. Dr. Bradley, you want to respond to this? Because in my opinion, what we're doing is we're just letting the criminals go. It's kind of like Lon Horiuchi that murdered Vicki Weaver with a baby in her arms when she was unarmed. He was the sniper that murdered her and zero accountability as well. Again, every time you get government justifying itself, no matter what's done by whom, uh, and we see it again. Well, it's it's something that is totally un-American, um, and and we've talked some what in this some time ago about the fact that the idea of immunity, that is a, a, a doctrine that's been created by the Supreme Court back in the 1960s, where those that hold office and uh, responsibility in the government are are granted an immune status 
for their for their illegal actions and uh, and, and that's so un American Americans uh, clear back in 1776 they said no the king doesn't have immunity they they called the king out on 27 violations of, of principle that that uh, they wrote into the declaration they said this is justification for open rebellion this is this is something that uh, that the world should understand we're being oppressed by so so they called the king out you know the king can do wrong according to the americanist philosophy we don't elect kings and when we wrote the constitution of the united states we wrote into there a, a doctrine that says if you do wrong you can be impeached and if you are impeached and found guilty and removed from office you can't hold office again and then on top of that you can be brought to, to criminal court for liability and so it it doesn't matter how big and bad you are in this country the doctrine is you're held responsibility you're held responsible for violations and uh, because the and idea so is the that there is no the idea is there is no protected classes there is no elitists there are no uh, everyone is basically middle class treated equal um, appropriately based on the moral law uh, of a god fearing nation that's kind of the reality check to understand right it is indeed, but but virtually every single case where there is something an egregious violation. Now, there's a few, really because of political reasons, uh, usually having to do with race. Uh, they've they've had some things that are different in the last several months. But but basically, this idea of immunity, uh, Utah legislature in emergency session uh, in 2020, basically granted all all government officials that had anything to do with any kind of COVID response were held immune. It was a blanket. Go out and implement whatever tyranny, violate the Constitution, make law unconstitutional, anything, and you will not be held responsible. And and so states have picked up on this, and, and they've run with it. In fact, almost every state in the nation has an immunity uh, law of some sort or another on the books. But, but that's not the way it was in America. And, and some of the things that are happening, I can't remember if it was Tennessee or Kentucky. I kind of think it was Tennessee. It was some time ago. A, police officer, a couple of police officers had arrested a man. He was laying on the ground, face down, with his hands handcuffed behind him. And one of them sicked his canine dog on him and chewed him up pretty bad. Well, when it was brought to trial, well, there isn't exactly a law that prohibits a canine dog from being sicked on an individual that's already subdued and handcuffed and, and completely immobilized. There's not a law that says they can't do that, so we're going to let the officer go. I mean, it is just such an egregious violation of every, not only common sense, but, but morality and, and, and just the Americanist way. And so, so what's happening with, with this uh, uh, Capitol Police guy is he, he shot an unarmed young woman, was no threat to him whatsoever. Her face was in a window, basically. And and he said, "Oh man, I would have. Oh, if I hadn't have done this, we would have had countless lives lost." It sounds almost like some of the lies Bill Clinton told about his intern. Anyway, um, and and he, there's even been I'm I'm told, and I haven't read the reports on it, but there's even some efforts by Capitol Police to sue the Trump supporters on some of these things. Now this thing is, I mean, it's like the the Ragstadt fire back in in February of 1933, where the German Parliament got burned down, and they they tried to use this as an incident to dramatically expand 
Oh, it's such a threat against our republic, blah, 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 blah. And that's exactly the words that were said by some of the buffoons that are currently sitting in office. And, uh, and they've blown this way out of proportion. And they always do stuff like that. About uh, It was probably about 10 years ago. You know, I, I meet a lot of people around, and I got a call from somebody that was desperately terrified. He and his family. It was a family outing. They had been back in Washington, D.C., on a vacation, and there was a, a, a statue, a monument of some sort that, that was kind of barricaded off a little bit, and it was kind of, you know, one of those statues are three-dimensional. He wanted to see what the other side looked like. He walked around the barricade, and they swooped in on him and arrested him. And he had a pocket knife in his pocket, which is common for many people. In fact, if you don't have one, uh, according to my grandpa, you're not a real man. But at any rate, it was a pocket, a regular little pocket knife in his pocket. They said he was an armed individual that had breached the security around this monument. He, he simply wanted to take the, a picture on the other side. And he had been arrested, federal charges, and they were taking him to court over this thing. And it's like, what? I mean, but that's how these kind of things just, they take on a life of their own. And he was worried about going to jail for years. If he had been found guilty of all the things that they were accusing him of, it sounded like he was a domestic terrorist attempting to do something egregious against the whole nation. And, oh, my goodness, he was a guy that wanted to take a picture behind a, uh, a roped-off area on the other side of the statue. And, and now oh they're trying goodness, to do this to us all, aren't they? They are, indeed. It's, it's just absurd. And, and the credibility that is lost every time something like this happens. I mean, it's kind of like, you know, 50-some years ago, I, I lived down in L.A., and they had a, the police cars had a sign on the side. It was, you know, on the, each of the police cars, to protect and serve. They, they, we're not that anymore. It's us against them. It's kick in the doors, and, and it's a thin blue line, and uh, we need to militarize the police, and, they're doing this at every level, unfortunately, and and consequently, I I really fear that the Third Amendment, the the you know the quartering of troops thing, is really really on the cusp of being completely violated across the nation. The Feds have taken over the local police through grants and and largesse. You know they're buying them everything from MRAPs, you know the big mine resistant ambush protected sixty ton. You know, battering rams that uh, that are out, out in battlefield situations, um, to body armor, to ammunition, to you know, uh, police cars, to training. It and and we're hiring. We are hiring individuals that that come out of the military, out of a war zone, and they're kicking indoors. And, th and that's not the mentality we should have among America. By the way, I'll just mention again. I've mentioned this before, in Utah, stupidly. Our legislature, insanely, in the last session in at the beginning of this year, they passed a law that said we can hire, as police officers in the state of Utah, non-citizens. So think about this for a minute. If they, they got some Afghanis that came from Afghanistan and they want to get a job, they can get a job in Utah as a police officer. They don't have any of our mores, our values, attitudes, beliefs. And in fact, uh, back one of the particularly dicey times during the Revolutionary War, uh, George Washington put out a general order, and in, in brief, it says, let none but Americans stand guard tonight. He wanted, 
people that had skin in the game that knew what the issues were standing guard not people and look at these ramifications someday we can talk about ladies and gentlemen the question that you got to ask is how do they keep their oaths of office if they're not even citizens (laughs) you got a serious problem in america ladies and gentlemen hang tight liberty roundtable live You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pride. Evacuation flights from Afghanistan resumed with new urgency on Friday, a day after two suicide bombings targeted desperate people fleeing the Taliban takeover. And the new number is more than 100 people killed, not including the 13 U.S. military troops caught in the terrorist attacks. The United States says further attempted attacks are expected ahead of Tuesday's deadline for foreign troops to leave Afghanistan, ending America's longest war. We're in constant contact with the Taliban, working to ensure civilians have safe passage to the airport. We are particularly focused on our engagements on making sure every American who wants to leave can get to the airport. As President Biden relies on our enemies to provide security around the Kabul airport for the Afghan withdrawal, 1,000 likely American voters in a recent Rasmussen poll found that 52% of the respondents said they were not confident that Biden was physically and mentally up for the job. USA Radio News. With raging wildfires and a busy hurricane and storm season, how do you keep your pets safe and sound? I'm Dr. Jose Arce, President of the American Veterinary Medical Association, with a few steps to help stay safe. In a nutshell, make a plan, build an emergency kit, and stay up to date on the latest news. For example, have an evacuation plan with a neighbor or friend, put together an emergency kit with several days' food, medicine, first aid, and grooming items, and tune into the latest news and weather so you know what's in store. It is important to make sure your pet has all their tags and IDs, and keep a recent photo of your pet on hand, just in case. Be sure to microchip your pet in the event you get separated check with your veterinarians for more information on how to prepare. Be sure to log on to avma.org for more valuable information about pets and disaster preparedness planning. That's avma.org. Students who borrowed money to go to ITT Tech will have their loans forgiven. Tim Berg explains. The U.S. Department of Education will forgive over $1 billion in loans from borrowers who attended ITT Technical Institute. The department saying any students who did not finish their degree on or after March 31, 2008 because of the school's closure in 2016 will have their loans forgiven. This affects about 150,000 borrowers and about 43% are in default. Secretary of Education Miguel Cardona saying ITT misled students about its financial state by convincing them to take out private loans on unaffordable terms. From the USA Radio News Phoenix Bureau, I'm Tim Berg. The Supreme Court blocked President Biden's moratorium on evictions in a 6-3 ruling on Thursday. The case reached the Supreme Court after the Alabama Association of Realtors and other plaintiffs sued the Department of Health and Human Services. USA Radio News. Hard-hitting talk continues. Dr. Scott Bradley with us. So now um, you've got literally immigrants. You've got literally 
non-citizens uh, as police officers, so it's hard to know if they're illegal aliens or uh, what they're really here on a green card or whatever else. But how do you get these people to honor uh, the declaration of an oath of office, which they're supposed to take as police officers? Uh, if they're not even American citizens, how do you expect them to, you know, deal with that? Uh, Dr. Bradley, quick point on that, and then we'll move on here. Well, the the issue is uh, that, that what are we setting up here? I mean, let's say these individuals, they put on your local community's police uniform and badge, and you've been around them for a year or so, and then the word comes down from wherever, go pick up all the firearms. Well, real Americans are going to say, the heck you say. That's that's a violation of the Second Amendment. These people that don't have a clue about that are going to say, yes, sir, yes, sir, three bags full. And, of course, now that you've had been around them for a while, they're wearing your uniform and badge. There's less likely to be pushback because they're in the community and you have to kind of go along. Well, the fact of the matter is that's basically where they are as mercenaries that ultimately can be, you know, they're moles or whatever you want to call them that will ultimately be uh, activated. What if your daughter is or granddaughter or whatever uh, out at night, uh, long drive, uh, lonely places, and who knows what what might happen? You do not know. And the idea of letting Americans stand guard only, and, and you say, oh, well, we let we let foreigners have, uh, you know, they serve in the military and, and, you know, and all that. Well, well, look at what's happened in, in uh Afghanistan, for example. Um, we, we so you're going to disarm take, me as an American citizen because uh, you don't want to have something bad happen, but you're going to arm an immigrant? That, yeah, that's right. And uh, think, for example, that some of these uh, there, these incidences where uh, Americans have been training, uh, say, uh, Afghani troops to be able to, to protect their nation, whatever. At any rate, think of this uh, North Ogden mayor out of Utah that was over there training them, and, and one of the uh, trainees opened fire on him and killed him. I mean, it it happens all the time. You look at this Somali guy that came over here, became a police officer, I think it was in Michigan, and uh, they were out on a call, and, and the Somali guy was riding shotgun, so to speak, and the, uh, the, the young woman that was talking to the driver of the police car saying, yeah, there's been some strange things here, and the Somali guy draws down on and kills the girl through the window, shooting across the front of the uh, his partner that's at the steering wheel. And it's like, whoa, 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 where'd this come from? Where did this come from? I mean, we don't know how tight they're strung. We don't know experiences they've had. We don't know their values, attitudes, and beliefs. And Utah stupidly said, oh, we're going to hire these people. Well, why? Well, we're not paying enough to get real Americans there. We can't get the real Americans to do the crappy job we've asked them to do, wherein they're going to violate good Americans' rights and, and become revenue officers or whatever. And, and so the legislature passes it. By the way, there was not one dissenting vote, not one single solitary Utah legislature had the common sense and the backbone to say, Wait a minute. What are we doing? And so this is the kind of status. I mean, and, and like I say, these things, you know, it, well, it happened. And five years later, maybe we, we find the consequences of this. And, and so we've got to start thinking beyond the end of our nose on these things. And uh, So I asked a couple uh, of questions yesterday that I want to ask you, Dr. Bradley. And this is a serious question. And I'm always very careful with my speech, ladies and gentlemen. I, you know what? For example, I don't promote revolution. We talk about restoration. 
instead. We have always been peaceful for 25 plus years on the radio. Peaceful. Try to be very careful with my language. Try not to be a shock jock host. Try to really highlight things in a very professional, collegiate, you know, educated kind of way. Very careful with language, etc. But I had to ask the questions on the radio yesterday with regards to Dr. Fauci, the lies we've been told on the coronavirus, the government literally helping the Communist Party cover this up uh, because now the report says we don't know the origins that, that Biden had. Um, you know, created for 90 days. They still don't know the origins of the coronavirus at all. It's not definitive or whatever else. And now Biden has a classified report that our boss or his boss, we the people can't see. It's classified every action they're taking to try to help people stay out of the hospital and to try to help people get well from the coronavirus. Every action they're taking is literally blocking real health and solutions. At some point you say, man, our government couldn't be backing the Communist Party and backing the release of the coronavirus spread better if they tried with all that they're forcing upon us vaccinations and now the cdc director even admitting that the vaccinations are a great cause of spreading the disease etc i mean it just goes on and on and on and on however um i asked these two questions in relation to that i think we should have nuremberg trials regarding this vaccination hoax and the abuse going on regarding it but nevertheless uh, the lies have been exposed from day one and we've been correct on the reality there but now we take that issue to this where we're going to literally arm immigrants disarm the american people and have a, a non-citizens lord over us is just insane and everything that's being done from the war mentality around the world to the disarming people locally to okay here's the questions has the united states government become an enemy is our government at war with we the people uh, you gotta start to ask these questions literally they don't want me out of the hospital they don't want me to get well from the covid everything that i could do that's in my budget affordable or anything that i could do at home they've denied me of oxygen is a controlled substance so i can't even get oxygen if i need it for heck's sakes can't get docicycline can't get ivermectin can't get you know, without going to specific doctors that are willing to defy and buck the trend and jettison the media and, and create a Okay, this really smacks of, I, I'm kind of really hesitant to say this, but I'm kind of convinced the government has literally become an enemy. It is now at war with we the people. And you see it on every front as they assault every constitutional protection we have. Every single one of them is under assault by your government. And this is a hard statement to make because I don't want to be violent. I don't want to ratchet up the rhetoric. I don't want to talk out of turn. But I'm almost left with no choice, doctor. Well, I, too, am for restoration. And uh, I, I will say that if you get lost, and this is a truism, and, and you can apply it any time you're out in the sticks or even on a city street. <laughs> if you get lost, you sit down immediately and you look at your back trail. You look at your resources and you don't panic and you start making decisions based upon what you know has worked and got you well, there. You don't just start going willy-nilly crazy running around. It makes it only worse. But, but here's the deal. We have a back trail. The United States has been the greatest, freest, strongest, most happy, most respected, most uh, delightful nation in the world. We've had our faults from the very beginning. I'll, I'll say that, but the fact of the matter is find a better country. And the fact of the matter is that we do have a way back to our back trail, and it continues to exist. It's the constitutional things. Now, the question becomes, 
Is this by design? I think absolutely we must agree that it is by design. Let's take the COVID facade, for example. From the very moment that it was foisted upon the nation, there was a script. And I, I'm sad to say this, but I truly believe that the highest institutions of this land were complicit in this whole thing. Churches, political processes, parties, uh, those that didn't sat in office, media. I, I think that the, the people that were involved in this from the very beginning, they jumped on this with, with all four feet and claws. And they came from the very beginning. We will, and I don't do a good German accent, so I won't do it, but we will go to mandatory vaccinations. And we are on that path. And it's been by design. Everything that has happened thus far from the gain-of-function stuff that started at the University of North Carolina, transferred overseas, its release of everything, everything has been for a purpose. And, and we use celebrities and bureaucrats to carry out what the wishes of the deep state are. And, and Americans need to wake up and say, this is not the way this country was designed. Uh, uh, every single thing that's happened from from Donald Trump's warp speed development of this thing that took all the stops off and allows uh, just responsibility-free production of billions and billions and billions of dollars to the uh, the commandeering of the uh, uh, American production processes to build ventilators, which was exactly, exactly the wrong modality. Yeah, it was a communist people. approach, and so they do that, but yet Sam Bushman can't get ivermectin to get well so he can stay out of the hospital because we're not going to recommend that because you, what you got to do is take the vaccine, and if you're not vaccinated, no compassion for you and no solutions for you. We don't care if you die. I mean, this is literally what, what they put on the table, right? What does the vaccine give you? I mean, people need to start asking themselves. I mean, I know that there's a lot of chips turned off in people's mind because of oxygen deprivation and all that kind of stuff. But let's come back and talk about what do you get with the vaccine besides a lot of high risk. I think Oh, you get a vax card to, to let you travel and do everything and live a normal no, life, sir. You become you a first-class citizen. <laughs> All right, hang tight. Dr. Bradley with us, ladies and gentlemen, on your radio. You know where the solution can be found, Mr. President? In churches, in wedding chapels, in maternity wards across the country and around the world. More babies will mean forward-looking adults, the sort we need to tackle long-term, large-scale problems. American babies in particular are likely going to be wealthier, better educated, and more conservation-minded than children raised in still industrializing countries. As economist Tyler Cowen recently wrote, quote, by having more children, you're making your nation more populous, thus boosting its capacity to solve climate change. The planet does not need for us to think globally and act locally so much as it needs us to think family and act personally. The solution to so many of our problems at all times and in all places is to fall in love, get married, and have some kids. 
Foundation for Moral Law is a nonprofit legal foundation committed to protecting our unalienable right to publicly acknowledge God. The Foundation for Moral Law exists to restore the knowledge of God in law and government and to acknowledge and defend the truth that man is endowed with rights not by our fellow man, but by God. The Foundation maintains a twofold focus. First, litigation within state and federal courts. Second, education conducting seminars to teach the necessity and importance of acknowledging God in law and government. How can you help? Please make a tax-deductible contribution, allowing Foundation attorneys to continue the fight. You may also purchase various Foundation products as well at morallaw.org. Located in Montgomery, Alabama, the Foundation for Moral Law is a nonprofit, tax-exempt 501c3, founded by Judge Roy Moore. Please partner with us to achieve this important mission, morallaw.org. Live and on your radio, ladies and gentlemen, we're talking about this situation where I really want to know the answer to this question, ladies and gentlemen. Has the U.S. government become an enemy? Is our government at war with we the people? And I know that, you know, you got to kind of say, well, the rogue elements of government, maybe, but the constitutional, the, uh, you know, law-abiding, the um, proper role of government, certainly not. And I agree with that reality check, but at some point you kind of wonder, you know, uh, in the allegory of trees is the bad Branches, the bad fruit, overcome the good to the point where maybe we need to wait a little longer for Americans to stand up and defend her. I don't know. All I'm telling you is it's a serious, serious uh, issue, Dr. Bradley. And uh, we really need to kind of understand and think about that and then think about what our course of action should be, right? Well, I, I truly believe that, uh, that a restoration and, uh, you know, correction is is still possible. We still have our organic documents, you know, the Declaration of Independence, the United States Constitution, the Bill of Rights, you know, all of those things. And that's why we declare this nation shall endure, ladies and gentlemen, because we have faith in that reality. We believe in George Washington's vision that, you know what, angels help us. And if we turn to God Almighty, he can protect us, even from the worst enemies you could possibly imagine, doctor. Well, that is true. However, it's it's not going to happen because of osmosis or something like that. Americans need to sit up straight, take a look at this thing in the eye and say tyranny is descending upon this nation. And Americans need to become active and engaged in this thing. You can't decide you're going to watch the next ball game of whatever type of sports event or whatever, or the latest celebrity thing that's happening or I mean, you know, the the bizarre, stupid things that are so distracting to the nation. There's got to be an awakened citizenry, and that truly is the only solution. Uh, you, you're you not going to find the military is going to save you. The military really has been us, and we have put the people in the military, the, the poorly educated people that are going through the military. I don't care if you're a four-star general, and you might mention a few uh, that are currently sitting in office, that are political hacks that have absolutely come through the ranks because of their unwillingness to do anything that would make them seem less than desirable to their masters and their handlers. And, and, and so we, the people, have got to, we've got to return to God. 
We've got to recognize that what's being taught in our public education system is a violation of the First Amendment, meaning that we have a tax-supported religion. It's a faith-based religion that's godless that is being taught 12 years to our kids. And, of course, Biden and his cronies want to do from age three through two years of community college. So so we're going to do 16 years of this, and, and how are we going to recover from that? It's going to have to happen in the homes, and, and sadly, so many of the homes are unwilling to make that investment. But people have got to educate themselves, and they've got to engage themselves. It will take, I'll give you four steps. Okay, number one, we've got to get right with God. We individually, as families, as congregations, as communities, have got to lighten uh, our burdens by turning to God and, and the commandments and the direction he's given us from the beginning. Number two, we've got to become fully immersed in the original intent of the American founding fathers. Do we know when a law is unconstitutional? Can we identify that? And and are we understanding how to articulate that? Number three, we've got to get engaged in the process. And, and number four, we've got to help others become educated through our process too. I mean, and and there's actually a lot more you could say about each of those things is is obvious, but the fact of the matter is it takes individual engagement. And and unless we're willing to do that thing, uh, I'm more and more inclined, and this is hard for me to say, I'm more and more inclined to be concerned to the point that I'm, I'm concerned there is not a peaceful solution other than that. And and I think that that's what the Marxists... Well, and you're right, because without God, we cannot succeed. That's very clear. Uh, our founding fathers taught that if we expect to be ignorant and free, you expect what never was and never will be. They literally said you have a constitutional republic if you can keep it. I mean, they understood. And, and so, look, you cannot violate the principles that govern things and expect things to work according to law and principle. And so, you know, when the American people aren't educated about the proper role of government, when the people aren't engaged to insist on it, one of the final checks and balances we have, when the people aren't a moral people, all these are prerequisites to a stable government. They say that our government's inadequate for the governing of any other but a moral people. So all I'm telling you is you cannot violate these fundamental principles based on eternal law and then expect eternal law to uphold our cause. It isn't a reasonable expectation if you truly understand the proper role of limited constitutional government replete with its checks and balances and everything else. It's an impossibility, sir. Well, here's, you know, you mentioned earlier George Washington's vision and all this. I truly believe that there was divine intervention, and the Founding Fathers wrote of this often, divine intervention in the establishment of this nation. And and truly, you know, the banners of America were carried forth because of that divine intervention. And you say, oh, well, that's cool. Well, how can we expect divine help now if we turn our back on the divine? How can we promulgate the idea that we need to celebrate sexual perversion with a whole month of pride and then ask God to soften the hearts or to open the heavens to allow us to receive moisture for our our uh, uh, ground because we're in a drought. I mean, it's like you slap God across the face and then you say, oh, but please grant us these things. How can we expect God to step in with the divine intervention? I, I suspect that just like with the, the Jews of old, when if you go look in Second Chronicles, we've talked about this, at the end of it, we find that the reason the Jews were put in captivity for 70 years was because they failed 
to honor the Sabbath day and keep it holy, and the land needed its Sabbath, and it took 70 years of the land laying fallow, uh, unworked, for the land to catch up on the on the Sabbath days. And, and this is a truism that can, any people that expect to be blessed as God's people and call themselves God people, God's people have got to stand with the principles that he gave us. And that's what this nation is. And you've got to apply on. those principles to modern day and modern situations. Let me give you an example right now. And I want to ask Dr. Bradley um, the results of this if it were to really happen. So Donald Trump calls for Biden to resign in disgrace after Afghanistan disaster. Now, we all agree it's an Afghanistan disaster. I don't really think it's fair to blame it on only Joe. Both sides of the aisle have been guilty and complicit in this for a long time. But nevertheless, uh, if Trump were to have his wish and Biden were to resign, what would happen, doctor? Would well, you just get communist Kamala? Yes. And after her, okay, well, who wants Pelosi. that? And after her would be um, Patrick Leahy, the the aging, doddering uh, uh, president pro tem of the Senate. And then after that, you would have uh, start going through the secretary of state and all that, the the cabinet of of the. But I mean, you president. would literally get Kamala Harris, which is really an avowed communist that got caught sleeping her way to the top, right? Well, exactly. So what we've got is we've got a disaster on our hands. So uh, we don't Americans want Tr- have allowed uh, this to happen. Biden to resign, even if he could. Well, the problem, well, he well he can be forced out by the 25th Amendment, you know. So, yeah, but what I mean, good is all th- this going to do? Well, that's that's the issue. I mean, you look at Kamala. When she was running for president and, and the bevy of beauties that went through the uh, uh, Democrat, uh, you know, debates process, she dropped out about a nanosecond into it because nobody, even in her own party, was interested in having her. She she does not have the leadership skills, as you point out, that her rise to the top, so to speak, is very questionable in her motivation and her methodology. And and what what's happening is is that we have had foisted upon us and the whole thing is an absolute disaster and it's time for the Americans to wake up and say, Okay, we're gonna change this business. Now here it'll be November of 2022, we're going to have a new election. And Americans are going to say, throw the bums out. Well, we've got to put people in that aren't just a replacement set of bums. Uh, we've got to have those that are principled in their in their whole philosophy of things. And, and they're few and far between. And, and we are in the state that Noah Webster talked about clear back in the early 1800s about the co- condition we would be in if we started electing unprincipled people into our leadership and and we are truly it's it's very similar to the paris commune after the franco-prussian war that tried to govern and and were totally they're they're not only unprepared they were unqualified they had false principles and and it was a disaster that's where we are in america today there's probably a few rare exceptions but even at our legislature when we talked earlier in the program about the stupidity of the Utah legislature for for passing a bill unanimously that we're going to let non-citizens be our police officers. How stupid I mean, is it's that? It's insane. But I don't want I don't want Biden to resign. Uh, I don't think it'd be any better to have Kamala Harris there. I think it'd be even way worse. Uh, and I think that the people down the line aren't any better. What we really need to do at this point, in my opinion, is contain Biden uh, until the next election. 
And you can say, well, the election was stolen. Look, you're not going to get anywhere with that. I mean, Sidney Powell and and some of these attorneys got slapped hard by the judge. They got fined. Uh, The judge says the case never should have gone before her at all. Uh, They basically now are recommending in their local municipalities to disbar them and uh, sanction them and all kinds of other things. They already got sanctioned. So, uh, look, the courts are not your friend on this. That's why I mean that the government has kind of become an enemy of the people to a great degree. Uh, Even though Sidney Powell's cause is just, she'll never get there. They're not going to be honorable in this. And and so you look at this and you kind of go, I don't want (laughs) I don't want Biden to resign. I want to contain Biden to the best of our ability. Uh, hold him accountable for all of his uh, shenanigans and, and, and abuses of the law. Uh, but in the meantime, what I really want to do is, is prep somebody who can really run for office who might actually keep their oaths of office. We need to focus on the right things for solutions. And I'm just telling you right now, we almost want to go uh, from the frying pan into the fire, doctor. Well, I I have discussions with a broad spectrum of people almost every day. It's it's amazing. I can't get off the phone. <laughs> But the fact of the matter is, I have discussions with people that are in office, and it's appalling to me the the shallowness of their understanding. And and if there's a way that we could we could uh, as individuals, I I had a discussion, for example, when Orrin Hatch was our senator in Utah, uh, there was a an egregious violation. I've used that term a lot on this program today because that is all that's happening in the nation. But he was. Orrin Hatch was was pushing something that was absolutely, stupidly bizarre, and he put his point man on the phone on this thing to debate with me. I spent an hour and a half on the phone with the guy and uh, and turned him inside out with constitutional understanding about things and why it was wrong. And he says, whoa, I, we've never heard uh, anything like this before. Uh, uh, this is, I mean, he was stuttering and stammering, you know. And it's like we need to have those kind of discussions with but everybody they didn't change at the course, highest did levels. They? No, obviously not. And now we go I from mean, the frying pan into the fire. Uh, we decide that what Romney's our guy. Holy cow, ladies Don't and gentlemen, this is what I'm talking about. It, it, it's <laughs> out of control. Look, ladies and gentlemen, we got to make sure we make correct moves to restore the republic, not stupid ideas to have Joe resign and Kamala take point. Are you kidding me right now, uh, ladies and gentlemen? We got it bad, but we better be very cautious of how we return to the republic. I think rogue agents in our government are our enemies, but I think there's a lot of good people, and I still think we have a lot of hope. But it's what you and I, we the people, do. Are we going to educate ourselves, and are we going to make the right moves to return and restore the republic? Our answer is we pray so. For Dr. Scott Bradley and Sam Bushman, God save the republic of the United States of America.